This podcast is the overflow of a three and a half minute song called Jesus Happened. You can expect raw and real conversation, stories, and testimonies of my personal Jesus Happened moment, along with many others. So here we go with another episode of the Jesus Happened podcast. Y'all, I'm so excited to be back with episode number two this week on the JH podcast. That's Jesus Happened for short. If you didn't know, I made it up a long time ago with some of my team. When we would text about the song, we would shorten it to JH, obviously. So anyways, um, yeah, y'all, I'm at the beach right now with my husband's family for family vacay. (laughs) We are at Marco Island in Florida, and I'm currently sitting in the hotel room, and James left so that he could give me some space to record this for y'all. He went downstairs to the cafe to do his work while I do this. He's amazing. Ladies, take notes. Last week, we talked about my story and how I got here I told y'all a little bit about my childhood and about a dream that I had in college where God revealed the narrow road to me. So you should like definitely go back and listen and hear all the details of that story because it's like actually supernatural. Whoops. My email just went off in the background. Holler at your girl. (laughs) So anyways, um, y'all, I'm a wife now. I'm married, and it is incredible. We just got married like three months ago. Um, And yeah, I live with like this really cute, amazing, and sometimes super stinky boy. (laughs) He only farts sometimes. Okay, too much, TMI. I apologize. Um, Also last week, I talked about how Jesus happened to me personally, but I'm going to talk some more about that today. Um, just kind of share with you guys the ins and outs of how this song was created, um, how God brought me to the record label that I'm now signed to, and about how this whole thing, this whole Christian life, everything is by faith. And yeah, all that jazz. So here we go. So for those who don't know me at all, um, like I said, go listen to last week's episode. But maybe, I don't know how you found out about me, but maybe you're a Survivor fan, or maybe you know me from country music or college, or maybe you're my grandmother, or maybe your grandmother texted you the link to this podcast, or maybe even you listen to Christian radio, which would be the best option. Um, But I just want y'all to know that this podcast is all for him. It's all for his glory and honor and praise. And the plan that I have, honestly, is to um, bring on other people that I know have had their own personal Jesus Happen stories and moments. And maybe that moment was like me in an auto body car shop, super random, or maybe it was by themselves in their prayer closets or whatever it was. I just believe, or maybe it was in jail. Like, I mean, we're going to have people like that on here in Jesus name. 
I'm just so excited to just bring glory to God and overcome the enemy by our testimonies and obviously the blood of the lamb. You guys know, if you know me at all, I quote that verse quite a bit because I've seen the fruit of it in my life. The reason I testify is not to just be annoying to y'all and say the same thing over and over again, like auto body car shop. (laughs) It's because the Bible says that we overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And I believe that if our testimony is not truly pointing back to Jesus, first of all, I know people can feel that and they won't actually meet the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. But if it does point back to him, then they will. And that's God's timing and his sovereignty and his choice of who does and who doesn't. But I just want to read you all this quote um, that I read in a devotional I started a few weeks or days. I don't know. I'm really bad at time. But here's what it says. This is from the book called 40 Days of Decrease by Alicia Britt Cole. And she was talking about um, John the Baptist's ministry and how all he wanted to do was be a living arrow pointing people to Jesus. And it says, his diet was narrow, his possessions were minimal, and his focus was eternal. But decrease for John was less about assets and more about attention. His longing was to draw his generation's attention and allegiance to the Messiah. From John's perspective, the true value of people seeing him was that people would then be positioned to see through him and gaze at Jesus. By willingly decreasing, John increased others' view of the Savior. So that's what I want to do. I don't know about y'all, but I want my testimony, my Jesus happened moment, to open people's eyes to the real King Jesus, the one that can save us, the one that can raise us from the dead spiritually, sometimes physically, if that's his will. But yeah, so let's talk about how this whole life, this whole thing called life is by faith. I'm a word girl and I love to look up the definitions of words so that I can completely understand them better. So I looked up the definition of faith and on Google, obviously, and y'all, y'all aren't even ready for this. I wasn't ready for this. It says faith is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. Woo! Jesus. So you could have faith in the chair that you're sitting in right now or the car that's driving you to your destination or your mama's cooking because you know that it's going to taste good. You know what I'm saying? Not my mom. No offense, mom. My mom did not cook growing up. She was incredible at ordering to-go food, (laughs) which is unfortunate because now I'm a wife and all I know how to cook is egg in the hole for breakfast. If you don't know what that is, look it up. Um, So I've heard my pastor talk about faith a lot and she definitely has the gift of faith and I'm definitely still learning about what faith is, how to walk by faith and live by faith. Um, But I will say one of the ways that Christians gain faith is by the verse that I quoted last week, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So one way that our faith can grow in the Christian life is by reading and hearing the word of God and actually applying the word to our life. I just have to pause really quick and tell this quick story that actually 
really ministered to one of the radio DJs I met the other day. By the way, I have started my radio tour for Jesus Happened. Shout out. Let's go. Jesus Happened. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's been so much fun. Our first stop was in Nashville. And I just since we're talking about faith right now, I just want to tell this quick story and give honor to my old publisher, Mark Driscoll, who works for Seagale Music. He probably doesn't even know that this affected me the way that it did. But I'll never forget walking into his office after having my Jesus Happen moment, after going to that worship night, even a few weeks later after starting to write Christian music secretly by myself in my room, not sharing any of the songs with anyone (laughs) except Jesus, of course. And I walked into his office and I kind of felt like I was hiding something just because I no longer wanted to write country music. I didn't really feel like I could anymore uh, just because all I wanted to do, all, all my desire was, was to create Jesus songs. And so I sat down in his office and I said, Mark, and I was in tears crying very dramatically, I'm sure. I was like, Mark, I'm so sorry. I don't want to disappoint you, but I don't think I can write for you anymore. I don't know what to do. I know you've spent all this money on me. (laughs) And I'll never forget, he looked at me and he said, Baylor, if your faith disappoints people, disappoint them. And yeah, I know. Drop the mic. Incredible. I'm so thankful for that moment because I really felt like it released me to start writing Christian music full force. And obviously by faith, I had no clue what I was doing. I, 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 yes, I wrote country songs, but I had never written a worship song or a Christian song at all. I led worship a little bit in high school at Young Life uh, in Texas, where I'm from, but I really didn't know how to write for the church, but I knew I wanted to. So after Mark Driscoll said that to me and after... I had my Jesus Happen moment at the auto body shop. I began the journey of faith in songwriting, in Christian music, um, rather. And let me just tell you, it was quite the journey. Something that I love about the Bible characters, um, especially in Hebrews 11, um, people like Abel and Enoch and Noah and Moses and Abraham and all these people of faith they honestly had no idea what they were doing either. Um, And they truly just depended on the Lord, the Lord's timing, the Lord's voice, um, that that peace that surpasses understanding. I believe that people like that obviously were very human, obviously, but also they they were people of faith. And sometimes, um, you know, walking by faith can look very, you know, inhuman and very not normal to some people. And so when I started writing Christian songs, a lot of people didn't get it um, at all. You know, I lost lots of friends and um, just co-writers that I had written with before didn't want to write with me anymore. And then new ones did. And it was so beautiful. And um, something that I absolutely adore about God is that he is the ultimate redeemer of the saints. And, And we will be fully redeemed one day. When we're in heaven, hey, hey. cannot wait. Can I get an amen? Um, So yeah, so I started writing Christian music and this this was probably um, my biggest leap of faith when 
that began because I had no clue what I was doing. I mean, I grew up kind of always knowing what I was doing in certain capacities with cheerleading and with like entertainment in general. I was just naturally good at that. But to do something that I was so, that was so foreign and that I had no clue what to say, I truly, truly had to depend on the Holy Spirit's voice. And that's why this podcast is called This Whole Thing is by Faith, because I was walking by faith, even in songwriting. And a great story slash example of that is at one point during my um, first few months of, you know, Jesus happening in my life, I heard the Lord tell me to reach out to an old friend in, in music named Michael Blanton to apologize to him and ask for forgiveness for the way that I had treated him in the past years when I first met him. He had initially offered me a publishing deal um, when I was still in college. He had seen me play a show. Uh, I think it was after Survivor. And he he basically just loved my music, loved my voice, and offered me a deal. But I um, declined the deal and kind of walked away with my head held high and lots of pride problems. And so I I ended up calling Michael and got breakfast with him and apologized um, this past year. Uh, actually, I guess it was 2019 I called him, probably in October. And I was just like, hey, Michael, I'd love to get breakfast. We got breakfast. I apologized to him. He cried. I cried. It was very emotional, very redemptive. And long story short, he is now my manager for this Christian music. And, and it's such a cool um, full circle moment that only God could be the author of because humans are just too prideful to do something like that. Like we need, we even need the Lord to ask people for forgiveness. Like we don't do that in our own strength at all. I can tell you, it was not me, Baylor, doing that. Like as I'm amazing and I ask people for, for, no, I depended on, depended on the Lord completely in that moment. And so, yeah, Michael Blanton started managing me at the end of 2019 and you know, he joked and he was like, well, does this mean you're going to now let me work with you? (laughs) I was like, yes, that's the point of this meeting. And so next thing I know, he is walking me into one of the Christian labels um, in Nashville. Well, actually, technically it's in Brentwood, Tennessee, and it's called Fair Trade Music. And that was the beginning of um, this whole journey. I I met with the head of the label, which was awesome. Jeff Mosley is his name, and my A&R guy, James Rieger, shout out to them. Uh, Love those guys. And next thing I know, I I signed my record deal in March of 2020, which, as we all know, was the beginning of the pandemic. So it's just so funny how things happen. Um, It's just God does things his way, y'all. And so, you know, if I would have told myself even two years ago that I would have a record deal and a husband, I definitely would not have believed myself at all. Mostly because that was not how it was looking, but God can do whatever he wants. He can, he can change the seasons. He can do whatever he wants. He, he lightning flashes from his hands. We were created by God y'all. So, (laughs) so I get signed and this label, um, my label started helping me set up Christian co-writes with people around town. And one of those people was Jeff Pardo, who is the producer of Jesus Happened. And I'm telling you all these details 
and maybe you're not even a musician. Maybe maybe you know nothing about music, and that's kind of why I'm telling you. But maybe you do know about music, and you just I just want you to feel like we're at coffee right now, and that I'm opening up to you because all these details are so important to give God the glory because only God could have created this story. Like I could have never written this. I could have never come up with all the things that he has done for me and all the connections he has made. Talk about networking. Forget that. Jesus is the best networker. <laughs> he He weaves a thread through it all. It's so amazing to like sit back and even as I'm telling you, I'm just getting fired up all over again. Like this is so amazing. So yeah, so I walk into Jeff Pardo's house one day and we got set up on a co-write and he's this awesome guy from Chicago who's been doing Christian music for a long time, incredibly talented piano player. He also plays other instruments, but just incredible piano, pianist, producer, and also freaking hilarious, I might add. Um, so yeah, we we sat down that day in this co-writing session and he asked me, my story. And I was really used to telling all these co-writers my story over and over again because they were all new co-writers to me. Whereas before I would show up to a country co-write and I would know the person uh, just because I had been doing it for years with that person. So I start telling Jeff and, you know, he's, I'm like, yeah. And then, you know, like people would say, what happened to you, Baylor? And I would say, Jesus happened. And, da, 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 da. and he goes, wait, hold up. Have you written that yet? Jesus happened. And I was like, oh, <laughs> no, I haven't. That would uh that would make a lot of sense, wouldn't it? And so we started the song together and then um a few weeks later the pandemic hit and um I was stuck uh I think I was in Nashville at that time but we ended up bringing in another co-writer named Hank Bentley who is amazing as well and he helped us finish the song. And yeah, so we had this song demoed. Actually, we we had the song demoed and finished. I would say in April of 2020. And it took, you know, it takes a while. There's a process in everything. But so I wrote a bunch of other songs after that. And then the label decided and and myself that Jesus Happened was the perfect first single for me to come out with. And all that to say, I just want you to know that all of that, all of the decisions that were made was by faith. I mean, I can tell you that I have, I had, I had, and I have no clue what God is going to do through this song. But I will say, I feel so much expectancy around it just because my life was changed and I know God wants to change others through it. And so that's why I, I even stepped out by faith to do this podcast. Like there's no, um, there's no way of knowing what God's going to do through this. I pray right now, even in Jesus name that you, whoever you are, that's listening to this will be so radically changed. Maybe it's Maybe you have a, a, a really tough situation and you're walking through a breakup or, you know, um, a family member passing or a friend passing away. And I just want you to know that Jesus is with you even right now, that God is, is, was and is and is to come. And he, he goes before us and behind us and he knows every single detail of our lives and he cares about them. God cares about you. <laughs> I just really feel like someone needs to hear that right now, that God cares about you and your situation, and he wants to bless you um, if you would just trust him and, and open up your hands, whatever you're clinging on to, holding on to with that tight grip. I just encourage you to let go because that's that's faith. That's what faith looks like. 
um, in a physical picture is opening up your hands, leaning back, and slow motion trust falling (laughs) back into the arms of the Father. Um, And I can tell you that it, it doesn't always feel good. It's sometimes really scary. But the Lord is is with you, and the Bible says that we don't have to be afraid because He will take care of us. He loves His children, and He gives good gifts to His kids, which is all in the Bible, so you should read it. <laughs> so there's a little bit more of my story and how I got here and and that this whole thing called life is is all by faith. And definitely go read the chapter, Hebrews 11, which is, I call it the faith chapter, all about everyone in the Bible that had to walk by faith and God blessed them for it. And sometimes they didn't see their promise or their dreams come true for years and years and years, yet they still remained faithful to their God because he was good to them no matter what. So next time on the Jesus Happened podcast, I'm bringing on my first special guest and I'm going to interview her and we're going to talk about her Jesus Happened story Y'all, this girl is one of my best, best friends. We go to church together, and she has been set free from anxiety, the pressure to perform and be perfect. Man, this girl, she loves horses. She's a full-time counselor. She just finished her master's. Y'all just better buckle up and get ready for next time on the Jesus Happen Podcast. Bye!